Screaming Eagles Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scream Eagles NRL Podcast. I'm your host Ben and joining me is the only man who could be up 28 points to nil and still be nervous, mm. Billy Buttons. Thank you, Ben. Yes, that's true. I mean, I don't think it was 20 up 28 points, but you were well clear on the weekend and you were still... You were sitting on my shoulder like a parrot <laughs> like it yeah. was it was you you reminded me of like my five-year-old when they're watching a scary film <laughs> and they kind of half-eyed and it was kind of a little and i kind of we'll get to it later as we always do get yeah. to everything later but i kind of feel that that's why none of the the strippers came up to us because they're going who are these freak shows where one guy's basically playing peekaboo like the other guy <laughs> Daring himself to look at the screen. Mm. Mm. Yes, I've seen a few capitulations. Let's just say that. 31 years, (laughs) does things to a man. I'm kind of shell-shocked. But uh, But, uh, speaking of the Peter Shemin, you've had a pretty big week with a uh, significant retweet from the Spiritual House of... Oh, they retweeted me, didn't they? Yeah. All 51 followers. Some Some of the Magnificent Seven... And then if you delve a little bit deeper into who else follows the better stream in, eh, it's not so magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the, the who's who. Did of... you pick up some um, followers, though, after the retweet from Peter Schmidt? No, not really. No? No, I didn't even get those fake porn bots. No that... bikey, no bikies. Nothing. No, no ice, nothing. no ice dealers. No ice dealers, just... Yeah. Just God-fearing, magnificent seven listeners. So, yeah, that was... Uh, so, Ben, of course, is alluding to us watching... After after going out to the game during the week, yep. we decided to find a suitable place to watch the Eels versus the Cowboys. And what more suitable a place than the spiritual home of the podcast, the Petersham Inn. Yeah. And... As Ben's mentioning, I was pretty nervous because I'm used to para giving up. Well, in fairness, like I think we were literally up about 28 points against the Cowboys this time last year, mm. and we lost it. So, yeah. no, I think that's understandable. Yeah. Anyway. The Cowboys were dreadful, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, and then I've noticed... Uh, I don't know where to put this, so we'll put this in the week, because I noticed yep. during the week... The kangaroo side got picked, which we'll we'll talk about later. But, yeah. Um, but I noticed the campaign for the kangaroos. Um, it was a little bit strange that they've got. Have you seen the campaign? No. It's called. It's a rise campaign. Like a rise for Alex type. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. There's a picture of Cam Smith as the kangaroos captain. And it says rise for the kangaroos. Oh. Do you think yeah, Do you not. think he's having a shot? <laughs> do you think Cam Smith might be taking a little pot shot at old Alex? Oh, that's horrible. Because I thought it was a little bit... Yeah. It, I was going to tweet it and then I thought, well, no, this is a little bit strange. It's probably worth more than 140 characters. Like, yeah. Don't, don't you find that weird? Like, the whole NRL rise campaign is essentially rise for Alex. Yeah. And whenever you think of rise for... That's that's what comes to mind. So it's weird that the kangaroos would take it and then put Cam Smith on <laughs> as, the, as face. the face of. It's but, almost like I've managed to rise. Yeah, the whole thing's weird. The whole kangaroo experience. It's a, it's an odd it's an odd thing to follow because 
not only do you have this kind of mid-round, like people are way more interested in origin. So no one's really going, oh, who's going to get selected for Australia? It's still all the talks about origin. And then the team selection is just odd, you know. It's as, as you yeah, but not even not even. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even say people are more hyped about uh, about Origin. I would say more people are interested in just the NRL. The NRL as well, yeah. And suddenly we've just they've thrown the brakes on. <laughs> and you, I, I wouldn't mind it so much as if it was sort of well, it's an unofficial buy around. Yeah. You know, like. Everyone gets a rest. Yeah. You've, you're nine games in. You could, you know, you've got Origin coming up. Let's all just have a bit of a rest, have a week off, get, a get bit everyone of into it, and then get back into it. And if they've got to have one standalone game, then you have Australia versus New Zealand, just so the NRL can make a little bit of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone doesn't forget about the football. I get it. But Manly's got seven players. And that's not even including the guys from reserve grade who have also been picked. I'm talking about seven players from our run-on side are playing this weekend in various rep teams. So, and I know there's quite a few teams that have got that many people. So it's not, it's not really a rest. It's you kind of again we've talked about this. You're rewarding the nufties. Mm. So you know they get a nice rest and a bit of it, and then everyone who's done well has to fucking slog on and hope they don't get injuries and, you know. Wouldn't that be tragic? Oh, I'd be, be just heartbroken for you. If Corey... Well, no, Corey Norman hasn't been selected by now, <laughs> so you should yeah. be all right then. Uh, well, the other odd thing I find is it's the Anzac Day test. Why not just play it on Anzac Day? Well, as the commentators say, there's nothing more stirring, nothing more gives you a little pre-cum from the end of your penis <laughs> than watching that... East versus Saints game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some of the commentators are saying it's their favourite thing about Anzac Day. It's like, no, forget about the actual remembering of the yeah. Anzac, getting up and going to the dawn service or anything like that. No, it's watching the pretty boys of the NRL, East, and the old fucking fogies of the NRL, South, uh, oh, St. St. George, George. Um, you know, plot around the football field. That's his favourite part. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so we're straight into it. We're straight into it tonight. We're not mucking around. We're both, again, yeah. excited, very excited, coming off big wins. We don't need to muck around with what we did during the week. We're just going to get into news. Manly drama, bubbling. <laughs> Manly drama, bubbling again. Uh, from our good friend uh, Josh Masood, is no, it? No, Danny Widler. Oh, Danny Widler. Danny Widler's been hitting the gym. Obviously, skips leg day, <laughs> but he's been really working up his upper body yeah. and having a good old gossip in the girls' showers. Waxed armpits. Yeah, that's right. Um, basically, he he he's like a like. Everyone's moved on. No one gives a fuck. And he's just, like, got his ear to the ground about just basically absolutely nothing. Um, he's going on about Tim Cleary and the Chief Operating Officer, Neil Bear, are struggling to work with each other. Bear is known to be a supporter of the Seagulls' kingpin, Bob Fulton. Cleary is not. 
from what I've been told, one of them will need to go. As it's been explained to me. Well, I wonder who fucking yeah. explained it to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. good old Danny Weidler. It's such a... You can't, you, you, are you telling me there's not a single club in all of NRL where there isn't two people in the head office who don't get along or... Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not even saying... That's not even saying so who's, true, yeah, who's this bareback guy? What's his name? <laughs> uh, he's a bear... And he likes to go bareback. That's always. Is he from the merger? The That's North, all grinder. Is he well, from the north north side? Well, so Danny Wyler met him on Grinder. You see. <laughs> okay. He's a bear, and he's a bareback. That's his nickname. Okay. Um, he is the operating officer. Okay. Well, look, I can chief give you, operating. I can officer. give you a little a little bit of insight from my time in finance. Yeah. But if you're winning games like you won, right? CEO is not going anywhere. It's a non-story. Like, plus he's only been there for what three months. And Bob Bozo knows that. Bozo's yeah. not a complete Bozo. No. The dementia's not fully kicked in yet. Yeah, you can't. It's just Danny Widler not having anything to write. Danny Widler is a little bit of the disappearing man of the NRL, though. Like he's not really, you know, he's not really getting relevant. many scoops anymore. No. And even though we poke fun at, I know you still like to. Um, make fun of Masood and um, Shamus and even the friend of the podcast, Carianas. But yeah. they're the ones, and even Buzz as well, still breaking stories. But mm. Widler is just Mr. Invisible. Like, he's all he's got is, my sources tell me. Yeah, about it's P- it, it basically he's, it's like the part in the newspaper where they talk about the gossip, the PS column and yeah, all that exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah. So-and-so was spotted with so-and-so at a party. That's pretty much what he does now. He doesn't actually write about football anymore. Yeah. Um, is he even employed by a paper or? Yeah. He's he, Channel Nine now too, isn't he? Yeah, the Sydney Morning Herald. Okay. He's he's employed by, and yeah, I mean he doesn't really. It's it's all kind of the gutter stories he gets. But, but that's I mean it's such a dumb thing to say. You know how many Manly are on fire at the moment. Mm. You know beating good teams. Oh well, the CEO is gonna mate. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a showdown between the CEO. Well, no, it's not. No, it's not. The CEO's got a winning team. Mm. He's not going anywhere. So move on. Especially after only being there for such a short time. Yeah, exactly. Send such a bad message. So even yeah. if they weren't getting on, there's no way anyone's this going is anywhere. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah. Owate wants Blues jersey back to complete revival. <laughs> um, really should have it back. Church as you are, Tay. What are they going to put? Fucking old Fergie on the wing for the Blues? Well, who are they talking? I've got a problem with you, Tay, being on the wing. You know my problem? What? He's not a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> it's outrageous. It's preposterous. How dare. What, what are we going to do when the seventh fullback goes down? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? Put bloody, you know, one of our halves back there? Well... We will have young Matt Moylan. So <laughs> we'll have young Matt Moylan. He can cover that position if we have to. Um, I mean, he put his. I mean, look, he's a form. He's one of the form wingers. He his, is. His runbacks. He's been there before. His runbacks are twenty meters. He's unbelievable. He's, he carries such a strong carrier of the ball, and such a strong winger. Yeah. And I think that's what you need in Origin. Um, well, his big question mark was his high ball. Yeah. And he's just proven he's gone away and uh, done a bit of work with Supercoach TB. And 
safest is there a better is there a better handler of the high ball in the NRL I'd like to see it <laughs> yes. if there is it'd be, it'd be between him and Tom Travojevich we could that being said you know there'll be a moment when they put a kick up yeah where you'll just if, if we're not done with Origin which most likely we will be done mm. but just to, let's just presume that we're not done and we're watching Origin there'll be a moment when the ball goes up and you will just have that horrible feeling like oh anything could happen here but he's proven himself. Look, I, I would be more than happy for him not to play Origin mm. because I think he even said it in, in, in this uh, article that he lost a bit of confidence playing Origin. He got heckled and hassled so badly when he played that he actually lost a little bit of confidence. So I'm quite happy for him not to play Origin. I don't think it's for everybody. And I know Jamie Lyon went and played and he was like, no, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm not good enough. I don't, I'm quite happy not to play Origin anymore. Um, why fucking put myself through it, you know? Um, so I'd be quite happy for him not to play Origin, considering how well he's going. I'd hate for him to play that game and then for, and his confidence gets shot because he's given a fucking... He's been giving awful service from Josh Dugan yeah. all fucking night. Yeah. Um... See, I'd be quite happy for him not to, but I'm very happy for Aquila, Aquila, as they're now all calling him, I guess. Someone's corrected them. Um, And to jump a little bit forward to the the recent game, Trent Barrett, but on the the subject of Aquila, uh, Trent Barrett was asked, like, you know, isn't it great to see him return um, to form? And, you know, why did you pick him? Pick him up, you know? Mm. And... Trent said during the press conference, he goes, well, he's played Origin and he's one of the great wingers. You don't... He's not that old. You don't just lose your skills. Like, they don't go... You don't forget how to play. Um, And I knew he was a good player. He just lost confidence. That's all he'd lost. Um, And sometimes you just need someone to come and put your arm around you. You know, and, and, and encourage him and raise his confidence. And do you know what I liked about that? It was a little bit of a dig. And I don't think anyone has picked it up. So you're hearing it here exclusively on yeah. the Screaming Us podcast. That was a dig at Nathan Brown. Yeah. Because Nathan Brown Trent, slapped Trent Trent, Trent still remembers that slap <laughs> when all he wanted was a hug. Right? And he got a slap. And he got a slap. And I, I, I'm not, this isn't a joke. That, that was a, a dig. definite dig. Yeah at Nathan Brown and you know what mate you can't just fucking yell at people and slap them around and that's not how you that, that's not how every player likes to be treated yeah and um, and I like that and I think I'm probably the only person in the world that picked it who up. picked that up so apart from first. Nathan Brown he felt it Nathan Brown he cried. has got bigger problems to worry Nathan about Nathan Brown cried <laughs> to sleep that <laughs> night right. Trent I wish I could quit you um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I like that. But, you know, Aquila, I've said it everywhere, by the... You name me one player that's been picked up in the off-season in all the teams, all the teams, who is doing better than Aquila right now. You No, I'm, I'm serious. Keep in mind also, the Knights are paying $200,000 of his contract, which you got to love. There's nothing better than having someone else pay your player. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Manly Seagulls, Jackson Hastings, champions better education and welfare for young NRL stars. He's, 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 he's done it again. He's done it. Every week. Every week. 
He's up for not all heroes wear capes. Jackson Hastings. He's got a hair, he had a haircut. He had a shave. He's pulled his socks up. And you know what all it takes? This is for it. This is for any player out there. All it takes is a sit down with Bozo. <laughs> and he even says, Bozo sat me down with Trent, but you can imagine Trent. You can imagine there's a big table yeah. and then there's a little kid's table. And Trent's on Trent sits on the kid's table and whoever's talking to Bozo sits on the big kid's table. Bozo hands Trent a colouring in book and some crayons and he goes, you just entertain yourself. We're going to... The adults are going to have a chat. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, it's weird. Every it's like every week there is a story about Jackson Hastings. Like w- w- next week he's going to open an orphanage. I've like, got a few. I've got a few theories. Yeah. Um, but but let's just talk about Jackson Hastings in the beginning. So he's so he's, put, he's he sat our, down with he sat down with Bob, and this is what it goes into saying basically young players. Uh, welfare's got to be looked after. They've got to be taught the ins and outs of the game and all that sort of stuff. And mental mental welfare as well has got to be catered for. And he's pushing for all that kind of stuff. And he goes on to say, when he was cast out of the, roost- the Roosters, um, because they've got so many young juniors to choose from, yeah. Nursery. The entire, the entire NRL is their nursery of players. Hippolytus's wallet covers the whole of the NRL. Um, it, it, he was saying he was really down, and he thought maybe that was it. His career was over, and he sat down with Bozo, and basically Bozo said, "Look, you've got another twelve years of football left in you. Your career's not over, but you've just got to sort of." pull your socks up and you got to stop and you just got to get into it and start taking it seriously and you know and he told him this is his time now to realize that he's made a few mistakes obviously personal you know, you, yeah it was a mistake and tats some of the tats can he get them get rid of the tats i don't think he can get rid of the tats but he but he showed them. the transformation with a haircut and a beard and he's turned himself around and now He's the, he's the model. Caps. He's the model. Uh, I mean, he's up. I mean, what is it? He's up for like five year, five weeks in a row for no heroes. Where I think he's got. He's going to get the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, I mean, if the this was a Dal- if this was the Dally M Awards, shut the shut the door. I mean, it's <laughs> over. No need to tally anymore. He's he's the runaway. But um, yeah. So anyway, Jackson Hastings up again. It's once odd. More. It's odd that he just keeps doing these. Oh, it's the angry Anderson syndrome. Yeah. But maybe maybe someone's got in his ear and said you're a cock and you need to stop being such a cock and the best way to do it is to just every week go and do something nice for people and he's taken it to heart. Well, well, he's also taken the opportunity to have a little dig. So he's said um, Hastings would like to see young stars better managed by clubs to shield them from the hype before the seemingly inevitable rough patch, including following the lead of Roosters in resting Latrell Mitchell. Oh, actually, this isn't how many track. This is saying you're saying it's a good thing. Resting Latrell Mitchell this year. But you know what? I actually don't think he's being rested. Latrell, no. I think he's been dropped. So I think Jackson's sort of seeing that the wrong way. I think he's... I think it's the opposite. I think they've thrown him in there. And instead of helping him through a rough patch, they've gone, okay, well, let's just rest you. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, I mean, you call, think- call us back when you've gone to Melbourne and... 
being taught how to play, and then we'll we'll throw some we'll money throw at you, you like you a, yeah. a million dollar TPA. Yeah. when someone else deals with your issues, that's the that's the thing with the Roosters though. They get the best talent. I I hate it. Right? They I know people like to live in the east. Let's not go down the rabbit I'm not hole. Not going down of the rabbit hole of TPAs. But my side point is, it's not for everyone that club because. Mm. It's a party club. Cunts. Well, that, it's you see the you roosters. Say it. You say yeah, we're, we're, we're not well, PJ cunts. They you see them out though. You see them out at, mm. in Double Bay. You see them out in Wollara. The culture at the club is of playboy party culture. Mm. Uh, and for a kid like, well, not even Hastings. It, they chewed him up and spat him out. I wouldn't say he's really proved them wrong. Like, he's not had enough time on the field. But he's, he's doing a good I, I, job for Manly. He's doing a good but job, a, but I think he's turned himself around but yeah. just in his yeah, attitude. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not having a go at him, but even... I mean, even to we let have him, to bring up the five weeks in a row again. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know. and and but even more so, guys like Latrell Mitchell, who carried them last year, really. Yeah. Not that they carried them anywhere, yeah. but he was their best player. You know... A kid from the bush that's come in and now they're cutting him loose. It's I don't like it. I don't. I really don't like that club. I don't like the way they operate. Mm. Um, they're going to get Tedesco now. So what's that? What message does that say? They've got last year Latrell Mitchell was the next Greg Inglis, mm. but now they've got Tedesco, who's the next Anthony Minicello. But you know what? I like all the all these clubs. They go out and they're buying all these players and they're doing this and that. They don't have many. Um, Premierships to show for it. Though. No, no, I know. I mean, when was the last like Bulldogs? Yeah, East won in twenty thirteen. Asterix, dubious decisions, <laughs> mate. Seriously dubious decisions. So there's a little asterisk there. And if it wasn't for that, they hadn't won in centuries. Um, <laughs> no, they won. They won like has 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 Melbourne won? Everyone keeps on talking about a champion side Melbourne, but have they won one under the cap? Yeah, I think they did. Did they win one actually under the cap? I think they did. I can't even remember. I don't want to. I don't want to think about. No, it. I don't remember either. I remember two thousand and eight, forty nil, and then I remember, I remember last year. I remember two thousand and nine. Yeah, but they went under the cap then, were they? No, they were over. Yeah, they should have. So that doesn't count. Given it to Power. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Infidel's corner, but. Yep. Why are we talking? We've had such a good week. We need to stop talking about such misery. All right. Okay. Jared Hayne and Nathan Peets will need to take major pay cuts to return to the Parramatta Eels. So there's talk. There's talk about Jared wanting to come back to Para. Yep. Now, I don't know. He looked pretty happy after their win on the weekend, but I did notice he's been shifted to centre. Um... So whether he's happy being there or not, I don't know. He scored two tries, so. But as an Eels fan, yeah. Your what's your take? What's your hot take on it? I'm a lot of Eels fans. Yeah. Uh, their hate of Hayne is really just kicking into gear. Mm. I still think he's a pretty good player. I'd have him back, and I think. He's such a he's such a weirdo, Hayne, that the best the best you get out of him mm. is when he's got something to prove. Yeah. So I feel like you'd want him on a one year contract max when he's not comfortable. 
you know, don't let him think that he's coming back as the king. Mm. And he's he he's not happy in the Gold Coast, I don't think. Like he's playing pretty well though. He won them yeah. that game. Yeah. Uh, maybe he is no longer a fullback either. Mm. But I'd be I, look where Para's roster is. I think Para could do with a with a Hain on their roster. Because when when the Gold Coast signed him, yeah, you were you were saying you're quite okay with yeah I was yeah with, with not signing him. I don't, especially for the money. So they were talking about Para putting the bank back on Hain, yeah. and my my issue is we did that already, and it got us spoons. So I don't think he he's got some mood issues, and yeah. the way he carries himself around the field rubs off on the younger players, and I didn't like that. Mm. But I feel like he's a little bit older now. He's getting towards veteran stage. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind him coming back, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw money after him. But I think if you, where would you play him? I don't think we've really resolved the fullback position yet. I think Gutherson's better than French, but Gutherson does have some positional issues at mm. fullback. Now he might learn them. Gutherson's probably my favourite player in the Eels team at the moment. Mm. So you know, I would. Is it? Is it? Something that you can't quite put your foot finger on why you like him so much? Is it kind of like a... Is it a... No, I'm serious. Is it the pride that he tries no matter what? Like how far they're oh, down? He, he does. I wonder how he... Lo- I wonder where he yeah, learnt that. Yeah. No, I, he wonder, does, I wonder where he learnt that pride in himself. Yeah, that, he, that self-motivation. But he puts in every week and he doesn't carry on. Yeah. And he makes mistakes still, but he gets on with it. Like he made a clangor last... You know, on the weekend... But he gets on with it. I, lo- I love that in a player. Mm. I love Gutherson. He, he's been thrown in at 5'8". He's been thrown in at wing, centre, fullback. Gives it his all wherever he is. Mm. He's a very talented player. I don't think he's a 5'8", from what we saw in no. the time he was there. Uh, but I'm not... Con- and he's a better fullback for me than French because he's a bit bigger. Yeah. But I'm still not convinced. I think Hain would maybe be a better fullback, but I we also need centres. So mm. I'd be happy for Hain to be in the centres. And I think it would give Hain... If you had Hain and then French on the outside of Hain. Yeah, had French, yeah. Jennings, Hain. Yeah. You suddenly got a pretty good back line. I just don't know about Jared where his brain's at because when he sulks, it really does kill the team dynamic. Mm. But when he lifts... He's a superstar. You know, mm. he is. I still like watching him when he does good stuff for the Titans. He still, you still see glimpses and you go, wow. You know, he's, he's still a freak. Mm. It's just what's going on in his brain. So, but I think Parry could do with him if he wants to come back. And he, he's well, not I've heard, I've him. heard it could be family. He's yeah. just had a kid. But, but Family's s- in Sydney. Here's my thing. Look at what's going on with the big four at the Tigers. Now, you can't tell me... Of course, Woods is getting more money to go to Canterbury. Whatever these people are saying, he's going to get... Somehow, there's got to be a financial element in it. And same as Tedesco. Maybe he's going for a bit less. I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. But even if he's going sideways... You can't tell me their reputations haven't taken a hit mm. and their marketability in terms of being but a commentator. That, yeah, but I don't... But who, who gives a fuck? Well, I think it does. No, it does for about two or three weeks. 
just like Willie Mason's probably took a hit when he went from Canterbury to East, or when Sonny Bill Williams took a hit when he fucked off from Canterbury and ran away to France, and then he comes back, he runs out on a contract at Canterbury, goes to France, doesn't tell anyone, just jumps on a plane, and then comes back, plays at East, and, oh, he's the fucking poster boy of the NRL. Mate, it doesn't... Yeah. You watch. Maybe. Give it, give it, give it a couple months... And it won't wash away from the from from the Tigers. They'll be dirty on them for life. But they're one team of yeah. sixteen. Maybe and everyone else. I know. I've already moved on. I don't give a fuck. True. Couldn't but, give a shit. But we don't want them. Flip side. Yeah. I think Hayne going back to the Eels on a salary issue. He might say, "All right, I'm going to go mm. sideways or even a little bit backwards." Mm. But you can't tell me that's not going to create. Some massive personal. I heard him interviewed though you know after I mean? the game, Titans game. Yeah, he he's too thick to be ever like you're saying. Oh, it's good for him after football Maybe. and stuff. He's too thick. He's, they interviewed yeah. him and he said, "Yeah, I've been playing much gooder." <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe not. That's, maybe that's just not the, a that's not a hard one to get out. Maybe just for sponsorships or something. I don't know. Yeah, who maybe knows? who knows? Look, I don't think we need. We don't need Hayne. We don't need we another do, ex-commentator. And we could do with another quality back, though. Yeah. And I feel like if he came back, he might want. He might have that desire because he feels like everyone turned against him, and he might have that desire to prove them wrong. But. Yeah, uh, I'd take him back. But you know what? The majority of and Para fans, and, and you definitely need Pete's. Well, Pete's won't come back though. I don't think. Yeah, no. I don't. You know, there's two. I, I watch him and Lussick jerk each other off on Twitter, <laughs> and there's two. Lussick teases him about it too much for it to be have any validity. So I just don't see that happening. Yeah. And Pete's Para did fuck Pete's over. Para, cho- the, Para had a bunch of people they could have let go. Foreign being the top of the list, and yeah. they went, "No, this is our future." Foreign, yeah. we're going to leave. We're going to let Pete's go. Mm. So Paris sent him a message. Fair play. They had to choose someone. They chose Pete's. It was the wrong call. Pete's left. Now they don't have a hooker. I think they need to find a hooker somewhere else because mm. I don't think Pete's is coming back. Yeah. Right. Aaron Woods says he's moving to Canterbury because he's sick of missing the eight. So this was a little story. Infidel's corner. Yeah, Infidel's corner. But I, don't know if I, I keep just talking about the top four. Well, anyway. I just the big ha- four. I oh. just hate. Let's touch on it quickly. All right. He's the captain of the club. Now, yeah. if you're the captain of the team, yeah. and you don't make the eight, is that yeah. your solution? To move on. Well, it's like he's blaming other people. Like you're, you're the boss, mate. You're yeah. the one who should be doing something about your team missing the eight. Yeah. I know that's simplifying it, and the Tigers are fucked, and the whole corporate governance and structure is fucked. But come on. Like, well, it feels like the, he's blaming the board for not making the top eight mm. because they haven't put a good enough side on the field. That, that could be the only way that he's blaming the board, why, why the losses, yeah. right? They've had a good enough side to make the eight yeah. for the last three to four years. Well, look at Manly. Look at Manly this year. I know you rated them going into the season as... Just making every the eight. Season. You yeah. do every season. Yeah. Honestly, I tell you, I looked at them at the start of the season and I wasn't even being pessimistic. Mm. On paper, their team just like if Aaron Woods was in that team, he'd go, 
oh, no, I'm moving to another club because we don't have enough good players. Yeah. Look what look what a bit of effort does. Look what training does and actually committing yourself. Yeah. I know the Tigers are fucked, and yes, I'm sure he's got his issues with they've having such a They've got a really a good team. Like they've on paper, they're like the Warriors. On paper, they've got a great team. So <sighs> why, if it me. doesn't click, yeah. then yeah, it's and it's you're got the captain. Do, yeah. So. Anyway, that was. I just need to get that off my chest. Yeah, I, mate. I, 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 I t- to be honest, I couldn't get past the headband that he was wearing. <laughs> if I was a Tigers supporter, I'd be. I'm done. Not to jump ahead. Yeah. Aaron Woods wearing a headband. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Because that's my captain, and he looks like he's in a 1980s sci-fi film. You know, he looks like Olivia Newton-John and him are going to jump on a fucking <laughs> spaceship and go battle. Ming the Merciless or something. Like, <laughs> he you? looked fucking oh. stupid. You know what? He's also started to say... And I don't think he wears it ironically either. No. If no. he wore it ironically, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Good on him. But no, he doesn't. He's also started to talk like a bulldog, though. Mm. He's like, you know what? Like, I don't even care, mate. Like, I thought he was going to throw a few fully six in there. I, I thought... I was surprised because he grew up in the inner west. Like, yeah, like a... So, that's not how people in the NOS speak. Mm. And the way he was talking was like full bogan. Yeah. In that's in not that even interview. bogan, like yeah. a full-on Canterbury fan. Yeah. Type. And know. that was that was um, that whole thing was like so staged. So they made the announcement that he's moving. Then the interview went to air like literally ten minutes after it was officially announced. It was like a full thing planned. You can't tell me doing all that kind of planning doesn't take away your focus from actually playing football, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he's too too busy worrying about getting all that shit Getting happening. the message across. Oh, but yeah. I'm going to try and make the eight this year. Well, yeah. no, you're fucking not. Like, no. let's have a look at yeah. what you've done to the team already. Yeah. Um, he's also got a bunch of journos sticking up for him going, it's a disgrace that, f- that the Tigers fans are booing him. It's not a disgrace. The captain's walking out on them. Like, ah, oh, the whole thing shits me. I feel like this is this insular rugby league media who are so far up their own asses mm. that they're mates with Aaron Woods or they're mates with Aaron Woods' manager and they're going in there saying, how dare the Tigers fans turn it's the board's fault well yes the board have got some blame but at the end of the day no one's forcing woods well we we, we oh, touched upon me. this i think a couple of weeks ago where i was saying jimmy hooper mm. interviewed um one of the, the ceo of tigers whoever the fuck one of the board members pasco or yeah. marina go or someone yeah it wasn't the chick it was one of the yeah. guys so whoever the fuck that was and the way he spoke to him i would have fucking hung up straight away yeah. i'd have gone i don't know who you think you are but why I've come on here for an interview why the fuck would you talk to me like that yeah, and I would yeah. just want hung up on him and leave it at that the tone and the insinuation and you know he would have been bigging himself up with yeah. the Triple M guys going look at this I'm going to fucking stick it to this guy you Sterling check this out I'm going to yeah, fucking yeah, go yeah. him and then he just went him like in so unprofessional the way he was saying it and then oh oh Fucking surprise, surprise. Guess who gets the exclusive interview with Aaron Woods about going to Canterbury? <laughs> oh, oh, Jimmy Hooper gets it. Yeah. The guy who was sticking it to the board a couple of weeks earlier. 
oh, wow, I, wa- I wonder if the two are fucking related. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it's a, hey, yeah, you're on our side, so I'm going to give you the interview. And that's why everyone just fucking toes the company. You know, that's why everyone but no carries one, on the way they do. But they think we can't see it. Like, we, everyone knows, yeah. like, what's going on. It's not mm. like anyone's fooled by... And it's not like Tigers fans are happy with their board. It's not like Tigers fans are sitting there going, oh, the board's done a great job and it's all the players' fault. But mm. Anyway. Anyway. Someone else's corner. problem. Oh, I'll say, I've got so another to, Infidel's to swing it To swing it back to Manly, I will say it makes, it makes DCE pales in comparison to all this sort of debacle that's going on two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, that's I true. mean, DCE was spotted going to a cafe yeah. to a, to a sharks to the sharks head office. Yeah, and oh my god, didn't everyone fucking have a carry on? Hands were in the air, clutching pearls. Yeah. Oh my god, you know, carry on. At least he's not doing what Aaron Woods is doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the, and, and all, the, all, all of them. Yeah, um, and then finally, I've got one one another infidels corner piece of news, but I, I feel like we need to touch on it. Okay. Josh Papali calls police on himself to report himself drink driving. Okay, did you research this? Because I don't know the story. <laughs> I've read the headlines and I still can't work out what the fuck went on. Uh, again, because it's not Manly or Para. Mm. I, 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 I paid a little bit of attention to it because Papali had signed with Para. He was one of the original backflippers. Oh, right. Yeah, he was Ricky. He signed with Ricky and mm. then Ricky badmouthed him going you know, this guy's not worth his word. And then Ricky left Parra to go and coach him. So, <laughs> Ricky, a man of honour. <laughs> but so what happened was Papali was arrested for drink driving in like a Macca's car park. Mm. And he was, I think, you know, one and a half or two times. He, he was substantially over the limit. Mm. But the cops investigated a bit more. They'd been given an anonymous tip-off as to a driver driving erratically and upon investigating they found that the person who tipped them off was in fact Josh Papali he called them from his own mobile phone to report that he himself was driving right but he didn't just call them once he called them twice and told them that this person that was himself was at the McDonald's car park in Goulburn or something I'm, I'm thinking of. Yeah. And subsequently got arrested and fined for... Like, it's the fucking weirdest thing I've ever heard. It's like Fight Club or something. Like, Is he mentally unstable? Is that what we're saying? Or was he that drunk? What did he blow? Well, Because the magistrate just said, I don't know what... What to ta- what to make of this? His his lawyers said he wanted to prove were like, a point. oh look, yeah, he wanted to prove a point, what and was it was the point <laughs> that he was drunk. But then they were like, it's a cry for help, but it wasn't really a cry for help because he still was drink driving. Like, like he then got back in his car and went to. Dr- it's so odd. Anyway, it's fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. It's yeah. one of the weirdest things when you actually think about. The actions, like when he's driving down the Bruce Highway, is that what it is? At the Bruce, the Bruce Highway. Let's call it the Bruce, Bruce exactly. Stadium. Yeah, Monaro Highway. I don't know. Anyway, and he's sitting there going, "You know, it'd be a good idea if I call the cops." Yeah, <laughs> like so. Say, I, I don't know. There's got to be something to it. I'm sure it'll. Mm. I'm sure it'll come out. So but there you go. That that the, that was really. 
Yeah, because I read it over and over again and I just still couldn't work out what the fuck was going on. Yeah, the magnificent world of rugby league. (laughs) (laughs) The Screaming Eagles Podcast. Jackman versus Russell Crowe. <laughs> it was like watching Les Miserables all over again, but with a football. <laughs> and just like in Les Miserables, Russell jumped off the bridge and killed himself. Yeah. Boom. Love it. Um, what a game. It was... Don't laugh, because I'm being serious. It was anyone's game. And it looked like the Rabbitohs... <laughs> No, but it did. It for, looked like... For the, a minute. No, for the first... You've got to say for the first, like, eight or nine yeah, minutes. Yeah, maybe. The, the Rabbitohs looked the most likely. They were attacking the line. They got the penalty goal. They were... They almost busted through a couple of times for a try. Yeah. We managed to just hold them up on our try line. They looked like the most likely. We, we It was desperate times. It, it was like Poland in 1938. <laughs> 
scrambling. We didn't know what to do. We could see the SS coming towards us. And then, like a shining beacon of light, the Winston Churchill, to keep on with the analogy of the Manly Seagulls, took it upon his mighty shoulders and elongated neck and said, come with me, boys. I'm going down the other end of the fucking field. DCE. DCE. Puts in a beautiful 4020, 2040, some people call it. Marches down the other end of the field on the, on, on, on the back of his mighty kicking game. Boom. Scores a try with the fastest man over 10 metres, Brenton Lawrence. <laughs> on the next set of six. That was a turning point. <laughs> Very uh, a turning point. Like this was eight minutes in, but, but yes, uh, it was. Well, hang on. You've only got to see what can happen in eight minutes. I mean, not to go keep on doing Infidel's Corner, but you've only got to watch the Melbourne versus um, St George game. You've only got to watch the St George versus Manly game from a mm. couple of weeks ago. A, a game can be decided in the first mm. eight minutes. We broke them. They were on our try line. They were like, yes, we're playing well. And then we broke them with a magnificent kick and then a pass to the fastest man over 10 metres. Mm. Well, I think... Oh, you're about to argue he is the fastest man over no, 10 metres. No, 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 I'm not arguing about... He's clearly the fastest man over 10 metres. The magic pudding. He's taking... <laughs> <laughs> but I, did, I thought DCE, that was... He, he then, I think packed it in because I didn't really see him a lot after that and I you we had this discussion leaving the game before you accused me of yeah bad mouthing DCE yeah. you actually said DCE was quiet tonight and I said well he did well, that he did that 4020 no no no, no, no no I didn't say he was quiet tonight I said Blake Green was the dominant he was half the dominant, this game yeah and that's all right both both halves can't be the dominant half there's not enough football DCE took the game by the scruff of the neck <laughs> like a mangy old cat at the front door. He picked it up and he threw it over the fence. Well, I, you know, I think... I hate to tell you this because I know you're a big fan, but he's in trouble this week, DCE. Why? I don't know if you saw it, but he neck-charged <laughs> Sam Burgess's shoulder. Yeah, I He know. took Sam Burgess out with a late hit with his neck. <laughs> Sam Burgess was looking the other way. Yeah. Totally unprepared. Like a giraffe in the wild, the way they attack. He just whipped his neck at poor Sam's shoulder. And Sam just keeps getting hit on that shoulder. He's. I can't believe that he didn't get charged for that. That's unreal, isn't it? It was fucking... It was three in one. Hit off the ball. Well, I guess you couldn't really call it a late hit. Oh, no, no. It wasn't late because he, he didn't even have the uh, ball. He didn't have the ball. That's right. Early hit. <laughs> he got the ball five minutes later, so maybe it was an early hit. Um, it was a high hit. And, and he didn't have his arms involved. And it was a shoulder charge. Yeah. 12 weeks. Minimum. <laughs> we'll, see you around, we'll see you around 20. We'll see you in the grand final. <laughs> Not. <laughs> in reserve grade, maybe. I don't oh. know how they're going. So, I mean, that was the turning point. And then everyone's everyone got their everyone got their confidence from DCE. Everyone saw him. Blake Green was like, "God, he's magnificent." Oh, God. that's just rubbish. He's look it's at a lot look of- at cap look at my cap captain, my captain, and everyone went right, boys. Let's not let him down. <laughs> he's just he's kicked a forty twenty. He's got taken out by the 
possibly the biggest grub in the game since Sonny Bill Williams. That was a lot later, though. What? When he got the taken take out? out? Yeah. No, no. Well, was that the Lawrence try? Yeah. Um, oh, no, it wasn't Lawrence try. It was a little bit There's so many tries. So it's hard to keep track <laughs> of them. It's hard to keep track. Um, no, no, no. It was the Travojevic to Travojevic. Yeah. Brother, brother on brother. brother. Oh, I love that film. It's oh, really... Yeah, yeah. Let's just stop so, for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Illegal in most countries, but not in not in not rugby league. <laughs> the little village in Poland, <laughs> where it's part of. This the... is a very Polish themed episode, <coughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, so they they took and and you know what? That's that's like any good jockey on the back of a racehorse. <laughs> you got to know when to give him the whip and when to just give him their head and let him go. DCE, at the beginning, gave him a little taste of the whip and then they took off, he laid off and he just let the team go from there. Deadly from both... I mean, I don't want to... You can't just say one player. No, you can't. Both sides... I think... Both sides were deadly. Tafua got a try. Akilo Awate got four. four Dylan tries. Walker got four try assists. Dylan Walker passed the ball. This is a dimension four of his times. game. Four that we've not seen. I know. That's scary, really. Would you have... Again, do, do, again I don't want to keep going back to Bozo Phil, Fulton, <laughs> but did Bozo peak a season early? Are we seeing the Dylan Walker that Bozo knew he could be last season? I don't know. Because the whole run, dra- draw players past the ball... I mean, that's like it's a the perfect... Up his sleeve, it's a little 5'8 move, if ever I've seen one. No, he's not a 5'8". He's, he's playing a very good game at centre. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to say this, but he'd, he'd have to be the form, the form centre, centre in the comp. And he is the or- incumbent origin well, centre. Well, he's what? He's kind <laughs> of... <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean... That's unbelievable, it's isn't unbelievable. it? It's unbelievable. This time last year, we were just going... Uh, and you weren't. But even you knew there was an element of truth. It's like, why the fuck did this guy get... It's you know? unbelievable that he was playing 5'8 for Manly last year and got p- picked essentially... Well, he was a utility, right? <laughs> a nine-minute utility. Yeah. When the scores are, you know, 20 but points he essentially, behind. he essentially came in at centre, I guess. And now he is playing centre and he could get picked again. He probably should get picked again too. Like, I mean, Leilua's thrown out there, and he had a poor. He's had a. a He's had more bad games than he's had good games. Leilua. Yeah, what got me with and Dylan Walker has not had a bad offensive game. Mm. He's had a couple of defensive laps, but fuck it, it's centres. What do you? Well, what got me with Leilua, and he started the season. On fire. I know this isn't about Manly, but getting back to Dylan Walker versus mm. Leilua, when he sat there abusing Walker when he was taking that kick, well, mm. first of all, he was six metres away from him. So mm. if Dylan Walker misses that kick, mm. whether the refs give it or not, yeah. that, they should give it. That's a penalty from a nicer angle and a closer distance. So that's just dumb, yeah. right? And he's shown a few things he's done, which, like, he's he's not the smartest tool in the shed. Walker has seemed to manage... He's got controlled aggression. I think you want Dylan Walker playing angry. Mm. I think that's when he plays his best. I think you want him angry, cheeky, yeah, but talking not, trash. but not dumb. No. And I think that's an aspect of his game. The draw and pass mm. 
when he was up against the, the team that were they were done. They mm. were, it was he could have just gone for glory, but he made the right call all the time. He had a great game. Um, well, he did. I think the thing about his game was is that he did try to score every time. But when the third person jumped on to... No, when the fourth person jumped on to tackle him, he was like, ah, not going to make it. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass, pass to the fuck it. three unmarked men beside <laughs> <That's> me. Right. Because <laughs> he literally had three guys. Fighting. Three got No, but no, three guys on top of him. Yeah. And he was still looking to the... To the... To the... Going to score a try. He's the form. He's the form center of the comp. So there was an interesting article about that game. I don't know if you saw it, where they were saying Manly from their grand final victory or appearance. I think it was the two thousand. When did the last win? Eleven. Yeah. I think they were talking about their appearance in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. There's only three players left does that sound right or maybe it's from 11 but the the gist of the story was that manly has got a lot of new blood coming through it would have been 2013 because i can think of dca yeah i can think of george tafua yeah or maybe brenton lawrence maybe i don't know yeah maybe brenton lawrence Um, i don't yeah whereas south have tried to keep yeah now i know they've lost key players but they've tried to just hang on to their old the burgey the burgey i Mm. think is the pronunciation you know johnny sutton adam reynolds yeah inglis who's out injured and it's not working out so well for them so i think manly going about it the right way where getting that into you know generational sweep through mm. probably hurt them last year but it's paying dividends but see I, I i look forward i don't think it hurt them last year i think it hurt them in 2015 mm. where we still had a legitimately i thought decent roster but we had so many injuries and that's just comes from having from an age, aging yeah. roster you get lots of injuries and that's you know that's the problem but in 2015 i think it accelerated our turnaround yeah. and, it, and it's you know we've still got a long season to go we're yeah, still yeah, exactly. you know we can not go claiming on a, the grand final no i'm not planning the grand final but even if you just take even if we don't win again for the rest of the season the wins that we've had against quality sides yeah are stu- still great apart it's a, from south they're not a you wouldn't say that's a good takeout though south were shown up as being yeah well they beat us in round two yeah so it shows that that was just us round two and, and hadn't round shaken two, yeah. the cobwebs off and like i said to you when we're watching the eels play my major regret from this season is that we only get to play the eels well, once then you Mate, if we played you again <laughs> two form teams in the <laughs> You have been easy beats no. for the last few rounds. But anyway. Um, We've beaten some quality teams. <laughs> I think Manly's the only quality team that you've beaten. We beat St George too. Yeah, round two. Yeah, yeah exactly. That means nothing. Um, Three in a row. Well, so, so getting back to 2015, I think what it did was is accelerated us. Oh, shit. Okay, we need to. And it also brought through the Travojevic brothers. Yeah. They both got Guernseys because of the amount of injuries we had that season. Um, but they were th- coming anyway, right? They'd have write-ups on them all through. No. Travo- Jake Travojevic had played one game the season before and had sort of been hanging around. Um, 
and then through injury he started to get you know he started to get a few runs and I think Tom Travojevic yeah he'd been around when you he was coming but to get I think the good thing is is that he didn't come into the side at the beginning of the season saying yeah this is our new player he just got he got like four or five games here and there you know nothing was expected and then it wasn't until last season where it was just like okay now he's on and he's on the wing and then he got he's almost as young as Matt Moylan isn't he almost uh yeah I think I think he babysits Matt Moylan so he's not He's a little bit older than young Matt Moylan. Yeah. Young Matt Moylan is old enough to not wear nappies, but he can't look after himself yet. Yeah. So I think that's why, you know, I think Gus still looks after him at night. Yeah, he's more as than one. Um, but can I just quickly go through... I mean, I don't want to talk about every try because we, we thoroughly just but you smashed do. them. you do want to talk about it. Well, I want to talk about everything. Uh, the, 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 try, the, the tries... The best try for mine was probably the, um, the Travojevic on Travojevic try. Brother on brother. Yeah, where Tom was virtually on the ground with 20 guys on him and he still managed to get the pass away to the nicest guy in the NRL who, you know put it down with another 20 guys Corey hanging Norman off him. was on the field, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was some great plays. It's good to see Aquila get some, you know, four tries and everyone's enjoying themselves. Um, but just to quickly go through some stats. So Tom Travojevic is currently the leading meter. He's run the most leaders, meters, in the NRL at the moment. In Out of every play in the NRL, he's run the most late. Meters. There'd be an asterisk on that. Against injured teams, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, Souths, he ran 239 metres. And that's without a length of the field try. He's had a couple of... I think he's had two yeah, lengths yeah, of the field yeah, tries yeah. where he's just he's picked like it up and, you know, and boom, boom there's 80 metres to you, to you get right there. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's without one of those. He actually didn't score a try that game but still managed to rock out rack up 239 meters which is unbelievable his brother got 184 meters and 27 tackles he's an animal 27 tackles isn't that's good is it yeah 27 Nathan tackles Nathan Marsh, that was just like he just <laughs> tackled 20 before yeah. the game had even yeah started. and then and then run maybe for 10 meters third man in yeah <laughs> <laughs> um Manly had eight players who ran over 100 metres during the game and two players who ran over 200 metres. The other one was Marty Tapao, who, again, was fucking unstoppable. I'd almost put Marty Tapao up as not all heroes wear capes for that game. <laughs> he had, like, ten offloads. He was good. He was, over 200 metres. You were all good that game. Yeah. There, there was... I just like hearing you say it. No, well, I was with you at the game. Yep. And I wanted to leave because <laughs> yes, you did. the game was... You give me grief about being edgy about para, but you, yep. yours was a different... You just were there for not just the victory. You wanted to see... 50. You wanted to see the half century. Yeah. And then you kept moving the goal. You went, if they score another try, we'll leave after that. Because we had to get to the game of the round... <laughs> You saw the six o'clock game. The game of the round was the Yields Cowboys, of course. Oh, yeah. And we had to get to the spiritual home of the podcast at 
They were expecting Shout us. Shout out to the Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you wouldn't leave. And no. then you just kept saying, oh, well, if he gets... If he misses this kick. The humiliation was intoxic. But it was funny because this is another thing. I noticed a few people making fun of the Manly fans on Twitter and social media, but there were more Manly fans than South fans there. From the get-go, though, it wasn't like the South fans left. No. There weren't many fans in total there, but it was an odd. It was a funny night, and it was yeah, it was a good. It was a it was, it was an interesting are, game. But South are the ultimate bandwagon jumpers. Yeah, for their fans, they're dwindling and dwindling because that is in prime South Sydney. I know that's not their traditional home ground as mm. in A and Z, mm. but that's South Sydney territory. Yeah, you know, Moore Park. It's a lot easier to get right there on the than, Anzac Parade. Um, right, yeah. Anzac South Juniors is on Anzac Parade, so. Mm. Anyway, it was a good performance. So there was there's not a lot of negatives you could take out of it, right? I don't think there was a bad player on the field. Um, Lewis Brown for me wasn't it, given enough minutes. <laughs> well, he didn't fuck up, so that's a good thing. Um, and I can I just quickly last thing I'll do is I just want to mention our not all heroes wear capes nominee again, Jackson Hastings. Um, again, he came on and looked sharp from dummy half. <laughs> well. Yeah, the service. You were like, oh, the service is good. You know, service I is it was good. Lewis he, Brown. <laughs> yeah, you, again, you keep on thinking it's Lewis Brown. It's not Lewis Brown. It's Jackson Hastings. Um, so he looks sharp. I feel that he is our backup hooker at the moment. And Arpy, Arpy's playing well. Um, oh, He's and goal it, kicking, though. He's, you know, that's another point we discussed at the night. Was they missed a lot? It could have been a lot more humiliating. Could well, have I think sixty. Right? It, yeah, there was a, there was ten points that went. That went missing, as far as I'm concerned. There was one from the far yeah. side, which you go, mm, okay, and from his wrong, wrong, wrong side when he's that he's kicking and all that kind of stuff. But he missed some fucking sitters. You would, t- I, I think you're right. Yeah. You, you, Hastings is a much more reliable kicker than Walker. Yeah. Even though Walker has been hot and cold, and so when he's hot, it's good. But it's just yeah. like that game against Canberra. Could have, he could have lost them that game. Yeah. Now, they weren't gimmies. No. But Hastings or Walker, who are you going to take if mm. your life's riding on? I'm taking mm. Hastings every mm. single day. I think they maybe got to find a spot for him just for his goal kicking. Yeah. Um, well, Dara Halligan was a terrible yeah. footballer. Matt Parra in the same spot at the moment. Yeah. We don't have a goal kicker. Yeah. And when you win by... Almost fifty doesn't matter, but it's those it's those four point games that it can haunt you in. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, and then last of all, I just want to say that the NRL team of the week when that was named, mm. uh, Manly had six players. So That's the, the other seven being Eels players. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, re- I didn't research that. Did you research no, the Eels? Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Um, so Manly had a killer Awate. Dylan Walker, Blake Green, as we discussed. The dominant so half. Well, yeah. I, the million-dollar man. I'm happy to say that. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Um, Arpi Curacao, best hooker, okay. of the, hooker of the round. Tom Travojevic and Marty Tapao. Yeah. I, I, I agree with a lot I would have put Jake in there. Jake is fucking underrated. I, but... I wouldn't say Appy jumped out at me. But the rest of them I'd pay. But I wouldn't say Arpi. No, it's, it was it's, a standout. Well, but clearly the best hooker. 
It's it's based on numbers as well. Yeah, maybe that's it. No, it, well, it is. It's based okay. on numbers. So he had the better stats than Cam Smith and all those fucking numbers. See who wasn't good? Robbie Farah. <laughs> like, Did he even play? He was... Was he out there? What has happened to that bloke? Seriously, it couldn't happen to a better bloke. Mm. Remember him carrying on, sitting on the scoreboard at oh, the Tigers? And hell, how yeah. dare they let me go? Yeah. And then they beat the Tigers in the first round and everyone was like, oh, Robbie's got the last laugh. Robbie's shit. No, no, no. Tigers beat them. Did, is that what... I thought yeah. Robbie... Okay. No, Tigers beat them. I've got... Uh, that guy... If he... Here, I'll jump ahead. If he gets selected for Origin... Yeah. I'm done. Done. Like that... Yeah, done. Properly done. Mm. I'll still watch it, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it really depends. If the... <laughs> Like I, I, I've, I, I have said if I can't remember what I said about Origin and Mitchell Pierce, you oh. know Pierce will get selected. No, 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 Matt Moylan. If Matt Moylan is five eight, yeah, I will yeah, legitimately not watch it. Yeah, especially considering there's two games in Queensland because it's it's Queensland Maybe Sydney. Maybe it'd be good to watch just to see Moylan get Queensland Sydney Queensland. The first games in Queensland, I, I, I can't watch it. I can't watch Matt Moylan run out there at five eight. He won't. He's not playing no, good enough. Not, yeah. But I'm legitimately, I'm done if 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 that's the case. And you say oh, I'll be good to watch him get beaten. Oh, I've seen it. I don't. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> the, I've seen it. 50, pretty much. What was it? Fifty-eight to six or something. I've any given Sunday, yeah. you can watch Matt Bo- Matt Morling yeah. get beaten. Yeah. So I, I I don't need to see it again. I, I, I will look because it's just um, we're clearly not going out there to win the game if that's the case. And Laurie Daly is a fucking hoax. But anyway, um, so that's the game. Boom. Boom. Best game ever. (laughs) The Screaming Eagles Podcast. Just ease back and open up a bottle of champagne. Mm. Pop the cork. Let the bubbles run down your fingers. Ease back and pour yourself a glass. Have a strawberry. Ooh. Dip it in some chocolate <laughs> and play with it with your tongue because it's time for Hard Stats. <laughs> Give me some of that Hard Stats, baby. Um, hard Stats this week. So here's a, here's a pretty telling one. Yeah. Manly are currently winning 100% of their games at Allianz. With you and me in attendance. <laughs> that's that. Someone's got to bring this to the attention of Supercoach. Why TV. we don't have our own private box yeah, that's right. there? Well, they carry that silly old fool around from game to game, just so he's in the locker room to lead the manly song. We're the manly boys. Yeah. We had a win today. <laughs> They carry that idiot around like carry-on luggage and they unpack him and they go, here you go, time to go, we had a win. He goes, oh, right, we are the manly boy. Why they wouldn't just get us a box-seated alliance <laughs> is anyone's anyone's guess. They're probably going to... Why is this other bloke wearing... Who else plays at Allianz? The opponent's team. Jersey every week. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We win when he's here. Make sure he's just there. Don't question it. Just, <laughs> yeah, go, just with go with it. Uh, well, the Roosters. It's a stat that can't be argued with. It's hard. It's a hard stat. It is a hard stat. 
so yeah, we're 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 one hundred percent. Yeah, it's and anyway, someone someone get this to Coach TB. Yeah, Super Coach Super TB. Coach. Sorry, I didn't mean to diss him. So you're talking about having a private box at Allianz. <laughs> I'm going to talk about another type of private box. <laughs> this is my hard. Hard stats. Mmm, shove that hard stat in me. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> we are, yep. you and I, we, the yields are 100%. Yes. When we watch them at the spiritual home of the podcast. Wow. The Petersham Inn. There you go. So, someone should give us a private box at the Petersham Inn. <laughs> I think we can. It costs yeah, about 20 bucks. It costs bucks. about 20 bucks. Preferably without syphilis, but, yeah. you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> yeah, so we... Open, open wounds. We, we, we did, don't know that. We, we did the, the short journey from Allianz across, across the inner west through the city west link and mm. down onto Parramatta Road mm. and... Got there just in time for the Eels to score, I think. As soon as he walked yep. in. As soon as we walked in, they scored. Nil all. Yep. And then we walked in, we looked at the screen. We we were distracted. There were actually topless, like full, full topless, topless waitresses. Yeah, yeah. Normally they're in the little booth area. Yep. Um, but they were just wandering around, freeing the nip. And we walked in, looked it's at the screen. It's pretty busy, though, too, wasn't it? It's yeah. getting busier. I feel like yeah. the podcast is drumming it's up business. It's pretty clear that the Magnificent Seven yeah. have a lot of pull, a lot yeah. of sway. I think there's a lot of pull. Yeah. <laughs> there is definitely, definitely pull. I think the Magnificent Seven, apart from Mario, has a lot of pull. <laughs> Does Mario not like to pull? He doesn't like to pull. Wow. He, he's, I don't believe he's ever pulled. Wow. Ricky yeah. definitely pulls. Oh, every week. <laughs> I see <laughs> on a Sunday, yeah, at five o'clock. I see Ricky interacting with the ladies of Twitter quite a lot. He he has a special place in his. Shout out to Ricky. <laughs> I like your style, Ricky. You should come and join us on Hard Stats. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's 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 a hard stat. There's yep. again, you can you can talk about defensive patterns. You can talk about injuries, but there's one. And and finally. This was also pointed out to us by Mo, I think. Mm. Para, you if you, if you watch the game closely, you would have noticed, and it's not it's not unheard of for BA Super Coach BA. He's getting the title back. Well, uh, three in a row. Mm. All right, yeah, three in a row. Just yeah. It's not unheard of. This is going to shock Three you. Three in a row against Easy Beats, but that's all right. We'll talk about it later during the game. As opposed yeah. to the powerhouse South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's not unheard of for Supercoach BA. This is will shock you, mm. but occasionally when he's not sure, he's a bit lost, mm. he looks to his old employer at the old Manly Seagulls. Yep. Again, probably never noticed it, but he does it. And no doubt he's been listening to the podcast and was a bit cautious playing the Cowboys. He uh, he threw a hat on. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Now, Para under Supercoach BA with a hat in 2017. This year, mm. 100%. Mm. So you can you can cut that up any way you want it. There's the numbers. So there's my heart. You can stuff. argue with opinions. You can argue with religion. Politics, yeah. um, you know, 
<laughs> any of that. Stats but there's lie. one thing you can't argue with, and that is a hard stats. Okay, I think we're done for hard stats. If anyone wants to send us some hard stats, because yeah. we're running out. <laughs> but they can't be stats like meters run. I also feel that it was such an indication of how bad South were that TB... He was ready to put his hat on, and at half time, he just gave his hair a rest. Didn't he? He let it flow. Mm. He just went, you know what, boys? Soak it in. Just because he's 100% when he's wearing a hat doesn't mean he can't That's win right. without the hat. Sometimes. He's not a slave to the stat. No, yeah. But he will use the stat when needed yeah. to. Sometimes and I think it's that's nice what to, gets you in the It's coach. nice to celebrate sometimes, too. Yeah. Just let the hair out. Yeah. And just. Bask in it. Yep. Bask in its glory. So, anyway, that's our hard stats for the week. Love it. The Screaming Eagles Podcast. All right, let's talk briefly about the Paragame. Very briefly. <clears throat> okay, that's enough. Anyway. Let's get into I'm so, Duns. I'm done. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to touch on Para. Yep. <clears throat> I, I really want to... Talk about not all heroes wear capes, first mm. of all, because I think you call it, I think the term they use is selfish, is when a player puts himself above the team and for whatever reason. The I think they call that origin bound. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they call yeah. that Matt Moylan. Sometimes players, it manifests itself in strange ways, mm. but one of the most common ways that it manifests itself is when a player deems himself to be recovered from an injury mm. and he's not mm. and I really have to give a shout out to Jonathan Thurston who thought that he was back from injury Yep. but then he had a look at Paris team and he thought you know what there's going to be a lot of late hits yep Illegal. No, there's going to be a hard lot of running. There's going to be a lot of illegal late hits. A lot of tough market defence. There'll be a lot of <laughs> so, fucking niggling. In my the... hero of the week, <laughs> yeah, is Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, well, not all heroes. You owe him the win. You JT. owe him the win. So, <laughs> that sure. was a nice little, a nice little withdrawal. Yeah, withdrawal is never nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, can, it's better than not having any action to start with, but. <laughs> JT withdrew. Uh, the Cowboys. You were, were, you you looked nervous throughout the game. Well, I'm just nervous. At no point did you look like you were enjoying the game. I'm still not sold on Para because yeah. the, the opposition they played against the Cowboys aren't shaping up magnificently. I think Matt Scott's been their biggest loss insofar as structurally, but then JT is the guy that just makes shit happen, and mm. so having him out was. You know, they, they look aimless. Um, now, I'll, I'll take a win at 1300 smiles. Yeah. Hashtag well, dairy farmers. Well, while you're saying that, let me just throw a little. Um, hard stat. Well, not a hard stat. Yeah. Let me, let me throw a little, uh, a, a little question to you. Mm. What do the Cowboys and an Australian rock band in the 1960s have in common? Oh, I don't know. They're both the Easy Beats. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, you still got it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll I mean, roll a bit of it. They were, and it was on I, a Friday. When too. I, when Didn't I, the Easy Beats do Friday I'm in Love or something? No, that was Friday like on my mind. Friday on my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I didn't think a team could be worse than Penrith Panthers. I didn't think anyone could be worse <laughs> than the Rabbitohs. <laughs> True. Well, you could say I didn't think anyone could be better than Manly. 
<laughs> it's hard. We're both just... We walked out... You can turn facts and stats. Mo, Mo put a nice... On Twitter, Mo put a nice picture of us as, like, the Simpsons walking That's into right. the Peter Inn, and it was eerily accurate. It was. When we walked out, we were just walking... We are on cloud nine, and yeah. then, as he, as he After- pointed out in the prologue to the episode... I was nervous the whole game. Yeah. Even with, like, five was it, minutes was to Was it go. the fact that the bouncer put the fucking metal detectors on us before <laughs> we walked in? And that's not a joke. We yeah. did get a full pat down. And we had to show ID. Yeah. I, we don't look... What does he think I'm? An illegal immigrant? Because <laughs> like, there's no way I'm under 18. <laughs> unless I'm suffering from some... Billy Buttons. <laughs> Benjamin like, Buttons. ID boys. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. I'll show it to you, but... It's like, yeah, that was that was definitely weird. And then at the pat-down and the, the scan, and then yeah. in, and then straight away... Literally, this is how, this is how it rolled. Yeah. We got out of the cab. We walked in, and we were stopped, and he said, ID boys. And we both laughed, because we don't look under 18. But we pulled out the ID, yep. and then this huge... We have a youth, youthful enthusiasm. Youthful enthusiasm. Our voices betray our age because <laughs> we right. sound young. And then we've gone into the pub. But before we could get a step in, we were stopped so that we could have a full scan down by a Maori security guard that yeah. would have been bigger than Adam Fanua Blake. He was a big unit. Seconds away from the glove being put on, I thought. <laughs> yeah, like a full pat down yeah. and a full scan. And then... In we go, and the first thing that we saw were naked breasts staring at us, which surprised us a little bit. Yeah. And then the second thing we saw, as we said, where's the TV? We looked to our left, and Parry ran in for a try. That's right. And we knew it was going to be a good night. So and I saw two manly supporters there as well. That's right. So I had, we had safety numbers. In amongst the ice dealers. Because you know... That if it was going to go on, they'd back us up. The two blokes behind us, yeah. yeah. One of them, you, Ben was wearing his Eagles jersey, and he, and he said, "Oh, you're a Manly fan." Yeah. And I thought this could go anywhere. Yeah. And Ben, of course, proudly beat my chest and go, "Yeah, what's it to you, <laughs> cunt?" <laughs> or yes, dear and sir. Got my, and got my Leatherman out, ready to multi-tool him. <laughs> so um, we watched the game and. Look, the takeouts of the game, I still don't think Paris got hooker solved. They've been playing well, Nathan Brown. Can, can we can we talk about the hooker? Mm. We were like We were 15, in the Benjamin. There yeah. were hookers there. We're surrounded by hookers. And Billy's there going, we've got no hookers, we've got no hookers. I'm going, Billy, look around. A <laughs> hundred bucks will get you one. Um, no, but it was probably about 15 minutes into the game and I said... You, what's his name? Who's your hooker? What's his name? Kaiser Pritchard. Kaiser Pritchard. <laughs> I said, you watch Kaiser Pritchard at exactly the 70 meter, 60 se- minute mark. Six, 60 minute mark. Yeah. He'll go off. He never gets a full through a full game without getting injured. At 59 minutes and 45 seconds... He got injured. There he was, yeah. being ushered down the tunnel. <laughs> so I was off by 15 seconds, but it was fucking eerily close, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, and he's, then and then he was back on the field later on. Sweet. He's like um, he's like James Brown. James Brown used to do that during a station. He goes bump 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 bump. Get up, get on up. I'm get ready up. to do oh, my thing. I can't get. Up. I ever do my thing. I, I can't go on. I can't go on. And the guy'd come go on. on they'd, James. Put a, they'd put a cape around him and they'd help him off the stage. And then you'd throw the cape off and come back, <laughs> like Hulk Hogan in yeah, rock and wrestling. The the, the 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 arm goes down once. 
<laughs> the arm goes down twice. The arm goes down. Oh, oh, oh. And then he lifts. Oh, he goes, and then before you know it, and he's, he's shaking sl- his head. Before you know it, he's picked up King Kong Bundy and thrown him over the cage fight. <laughs> and this is why we shouldn't have to show ID to go into the bathroom. Because <laughs> we're both smiling and cheersy yeah. and nodding about a wrestling match in 1984. Should, forget about ID. When you walk out, they should say... Who won the cage fight between Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy at yeah. WrestleMania? And if you can go, Hulk Hogan did, you boom. Or can you, you name some wrestlers from that period? Like yeah. name five wrestlers from that period. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Andre the Giant. Junkyard Dog. Randy Macho Man Savage. The Iron Sheik. Uh, Nikolai Voltoff. <laughs> <laughs> Snake, what's his name, he used to cut? Jake the Snake and the Mouth from the South. Yeah, and, and the Barber Beefcake. Rick Who Flair. used to cut their hair after they'd lose. Right. Remember you get the big shears out. George the Animal. George what? the Animal Steel. Yeah. Yeah, the guy with the rubber bands hanging off his face. I can't remember what his name was. Anyway, but there you go. So many. My favourite was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat because I thought he knew karate. I was a junkyard dog because yeah. I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> In my Twitter profile pic. <laughs> so, anyway. uh, so that was the game. Anyway, so I think we've covered all the salient points, but good win, I thought. They were poor. The Cowboys were poor. I think You're only shows. as good as the opposition. No, lately. no, no. I, I, not to take away from the win. Mm. Um, I think it shows though how I think it shows what a myth Michael Morgan is mm. without JT he's he, he's clueless yeah and the fact that he's well we'll talk about it later I don't want to get into the Australian side we'll yeah. talk about it um, but I, I, I but you know what it was a good it was a good effort it's not like Gutho, they... Gutho was everywhere though, wasn't yeah. he? He's he's Mr. Reliable, apart from when he dropped a bomb when they were looked like they were about to put a comeback on. Yeah. But uh Manu Ma'u was good. Corey mm. Norman is Can is can good. I nominate can I nominate one of your guys for an award this week? Yeah, sure. Um choose the door award. Oh. Goes to Kenny Edwards <laughs> who chose the chair. Let's talk about that. He chose the Hey. There was a tr- he walked in, there was a trainer there, and there was a chair. He had a clear decision. He could punch the trainer or throw the chair. He threw the chair. He threw the chair. He made the right decision. He's learning. He hasn't chosen the door, but he's not. He's no longer assaulting people with sticky raspberry drinks. Well, but he did get 10 minutes in the bin for slapping someone in the face. Yeah. And, and that whole thing was his fault. It was 100% he was being, his fault. They were winning, and he was just wanting to be a fucking smart-ass bag sport, sport, basically. He, he pulled in... Who was it? Gavin oh. Cooper, I think. Oh, and he pulled, all They all look a bit the same, don't the they? Same to me. Don't yeah. they? Like, yeah. Gav, Gavin Cooper looks like Kane Lynette, looks like Michael Morgan. I don't know any of them. JT. Hey. There's JT in the rest. That's, That's true. I don't yeah. care. Matt Scott. Too. I could probably learn it, but... Why bother? There's a lot of things I could do, which I'm not going to. Um, I could learn the clarinet, but I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll roll some music in the background that's Beautiful. vaguely clarinetish. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Edwards, though. You'd think you get an eight-week suspension for being an idiot. Mm. Pouring a Raspberry Cruiser. Mm. We did the tests here. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. You didn't pour anything on me. No. Or Cyrus, for no. that matter. Well... Was he, he was here? on Skype. He was <laughs> but he was in bed. He was in so. bed asleep, much like Kenny Edwards' girlfriend. girlfriend. And at no point was I tempted to, to pour a sticky, sticky a alcoholic beverage on top of him. Sticky alcoholic beverage. <laughs> um, so he's just come back. He's two games back. 
He's yeah. wearing the number six. Now, yeah. he didn't play 5-8, but he's wearing the number six, yeah. which is a, you know, it's a storied... It's a yeah. story position. Being worn as such players as Daniel Wagon. Mm. Wearing the Eels number six, it's, you go down in history. Daniel Wagon, Daniel Mortimer. Uh, who but he was playing 5 8 wasn't he? No, they had Will Smith. Ah, uh, living the life some consider a myth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, Kenny was, <clears throat> who knows what he was playing, but it was just dumb. Gavin Cooper dropped the ball, and Ken mm. Edwards, he does this grabs him in for a hug mm. with his teammates. Yeah. Now, Gavin Cooper is perfectly within his rights to give him a push. Yeah. That's the dick thing to do. It's a knob thing to yeah. do. It's a dick and a knob and a penis thing to do. And especially, it wasn't. it's not like the game was close. Like, they were well ahead, yeah. so he's just being a fucking... He's being a knob. Yeah. And then he pushed him back and then he slapped him in the face and he got 10 in the bin. Mm. He did choose the, choose the chair... Uh, but you know what? I've got I've got some audio to roll here of another choose the door nominee. Mm. I'll just roll it here. Got a little bit spicy. You know, that's what you that's what you know competitive sport is. You know you're gonna have those games where it's gonna be like that, and you can either shy away from it or you know trying to knock the front door down. So that's a, a good part. Trying to knock the front door down. Now this was Dylan Walker, who clearly listens to the podcast. Yeah. Brought to our attention uh, again, maybe by. One of the Magnificent Seven, I think maybe Mo, mm. and uh, yeah, still talking about it. That's good. Cho- that he's choosing really the choosing the choosing the, the door. door. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, he's 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 the role model. You know what I mean? Like he's this he's the figurehead for this movement, the grassroots movement that's taken the world by storm. Mm. I mean, not twenty-one hits the songs had. Not not since Obama's fire up or um, Obama's fire up. Yeah, that was but, Reg Gasnier. Well, that wasn't Mark Gasnier, wasn't no, it? No, you know, fire up, ready to go. Really? I thought he was... Obama yes, used to say, can. fire up, ready to go. It's funny because that's what, that's what Mark Gasnier said to the chick in the back of the cab. Fire up, bitch. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he said, fire up, there's three of us ready to spurt sauce. <laughs> Didn't you? That's why the FBI, you know, the fire up on yeah, FBI, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why they call fire up. Right. During Origin, I think it was... Mark Gasnier, Craig Wing, and one other deadbeat. Maybe it was Minicello. Mm. And they'd met some chick at the cargo bar, and Gasnier got a number. And like four hours later, she was at home in bed, and Gasnier's rung her, and she didn't answer. And so he's left this voicemail going, What the fuck are you doing? Why aren't you answering your phone? There's three toey humans here, and we're ready to spurt sauce. Fire up, bitch. <laughs> Hung up. <laughs> Rugby league. Nice. Yeah. Fox. Now he's a commentator. Fox, Fox commentator. Yeah. Mark Gaz. Can't believe he didn't know. Manly that. hater. Yeah. From from way back. So there you go. There's Gaz. Good on Gaz. Um. All right. So let's let's choose the door. So choose the door. Dylan, Kenny. We'll give it a tie, maybe. Yeah. Um. So that's, you, three in, you... that's three in a row from. For for the Eels. Yeah, but three, you've got you've we've got had the Tigers, we've had the Panthers, yeah. we had the Cowboys minus JT, Lachlan Coote, Matt Scott. So yeah. you guys, at least we had, you know, a full. Uh, how many is it? Seventeen. Yeah. You guys, I mean, they carried so many injuries in that game. You're playing about. 12. We cause the injuries. <laughs> That's that's called good hard rugby league. No, if oh, seventeen healthy individuals. 
enter a game and only 10 walk off. <laughs> it's like, that's called a good it's fucking... It's like that's, a gladiator battle. That's, that's called manly power. <laughs> the Screaming Eagles Podcast. All right. Should we get into I'm Duns? Mm-hmm. I'll start with one of mine. Yep. Dylan Walker as our kicker. I'm done. Yeah. Who's that from? That's me. Okay. That's one of mine. I'm done. Okay. He's just not a kicker. He's <laughs> like a backup. He's not a five-eight. He's, he's not a, a kicker. He's a backup. He's a backup kicker. He's got a very specialised role, and he's good at it. Yeah, he's really good center. at it. Yeah. And I think that Jackson, when Jack, I, I was on the fence. Jackson Hastings come comes in, who is a kicker. And he's not fucking, just a kicker; he's a hero. Yeah, and a kicker. Well, he's five times nominee, <laughs> three times winner. Um, when he's and not he out, just he just burns it from the sideline, right from the sideline, just walks up straight through the post. And I understand kickers will miss those sometimes, but. The good kickers, you know, a proper kicker should be like 70% from there. Dylan Walker would be less than 50%, and that's being generous. Mm. He's not a, he's just not a kicker, and Jackson Hastings is, and the difference between those two are like chalk and cheese, because when Dylan Walker missed, he missed by a fucking yeah. country mile. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what the solution is. Um, I guess when Jackson Hastings is on, he's kicking, but at the moment... Jackson's only on for maybe 15 minutes a game. So probably this season, Dylan Walker's our kicker, but I think moving forward, I, I don't him, think yeah. it's... I don't think really that's that's a, that's the long-term solution. You know yeah. what I think? You know what I think is the tell on these things? Is when you're watching it, what you expect. Now, when, when Walker lines up for a kick, you're probably expecting that it could miss. Mm-hmm. Whereas when Hastings or when a kicker, a proper kicker kicks it, you expect they're going to kick it. It doesn't That's mean they right. will kick it every time, yeah. but you just expect that they're going to get it. You're expecting They'll have a bad points. day yeah. once every now and then, mm. but it's not flip of a coin every week. Yeah. When, when Walker goes well... It's like you walk away high five and yeah, going, yeah, that's right. When how lucky actually, were we today? Yeah. He kicked four from four. Yeah. Whereas you should actually be expecting four from four yeah, everywhere. Exactly. So I'm with you. Yeah. And Para's in a bit the same boat. You know, we've got Gutherson who kicked pretty well the other night, mm. but he's not. You know, but we've got no one. Yeah. We don't have anyone that's. You've got Hastings. Um, we've got no one. So. All right, I got one here from Ryan McDonald. At Ryan Seagull, he's put uh, Sam Burgess, no charge. Mm. I'm done. And we talked about this during the during the Manly game. It was late. It was high. It was a shoulder charge. Well, not late. He never had the fucking ball. It was a shoulder charge. I feel because we scored and because we were so far ahead, yeah, it didn't get called back. <clears throat> during the game and I feel that if it was neck and neck and no yeah, pun intended because yeah, no <laughs> it was shoulder on neck not neck on neck in fairness no one can compete <laughs> neck and neck with Delhi unless they're a giraffe one um, of those African tribesmen I uh, I feel like it would have been called and so I get why it wasn't called on the night but why the officials didn't then yeah, match, match review, review. Yeah. 
didn't call that. I think there's just been too many charges to the bird Probably job. too many charges. I mean, South's not going to have anyone left. But then Manly didn't have anyone left when we lost our two props. So we went we went without Marty and AFB for two games for, from shoulder charges. Do you genuinely, though, because I I remember when T'Pau got off, he, he elbowed Bird in the head, knocked him out. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. But... um. I feel like Burgess gets a bit of a preferential treatment. Oh, of course he does. I mean, yeah. He's a fucking scumbag. <laughs> the NRL... He's super good team, the, so I'm quite happy for the him. The NRL loves scumbags. Yeah. Sonny Bill Williams is a fucking A-grade scumbag, and mm. they fucking love him. He's one of the dirtiest players you'll ever see, and NRL fucking jerk off in each other's mouths about him. See, this is, this is why I'm done. This disparity, like you've seen with Burgess not getting charged... The one that's come out tonight is Josh Papali, as we reported in our news segment, self-reported himself as like, mm. a, you know, one and a half, two times the legal limit. He's got a two-week suspension. But... One of them's rep round and the other one's against Newcastle. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so I weird, I mean, do you though. think if Canberra were going to play the Sharks or someone, then Papali would have got like a maybe a one-week suspension? But then I don't get it because... You know, I think, some, I think there's some good things going on with him though. Drink driving in a Macca's car park, calling the cops, calling himself. Him. I think there's other things it's going bit, on. He's a bit of a foreign. I think it's a bit like foreign and. <laughs> well, I all don't right. Think... Well, you've put on a lot of illegal bets, but you're ripe. You, you you're walking the top fucking mental tightrope. So we're just gonna. We don't want to. It's the least of your fucking problems. We don't want at the 13 moment. reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on our, we don't want to go to sleep with that on our conscience. <laughs> Um, Too soon. I've got uh, one here from Noodles at Seagull Spur. Uh, if Barrett picks both Brown and Hastings on the bench one more time, oh. I'm done. Wow. <laughs> Nathan is a tough person to please. Yeah. Well, He's getting the won. wins on the board. Yeah. I I, I think... Um, He's got a point. Like, they... Yeah. What, they're what does Brown of, offer? Yeah, like Hastings is an upgraded Brown. Yeah. And neither are big. No. And neither is neither are fast, but Hastings is faster than Brown. Hastings is a back, but that yeah. can play I'd have yeah, he's right. But we've got and I think it's also the fact that we've got this and you know, who knows how you'll go but and you can't change when you're winning, it's hard to change up the side. Yeah. But we've got this Sean Lane, and he's like a second rower, but a big second rower. So you've got that backup kind of player. But what do you do? Like, but 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 yeah, exactly. But it's... you know, with and again, not all heroes wear capes. Without Lewis Brown, we all make fun of him, and there's parody accounts and whatnot. He played a really good fifteen minutes. That but, contributed but played, to you winning against Canberra. He played well Your best in regard, win of the season. Yeah, but in regard... Who's that? Canberra. Lewis Brown. Oh, yeah, but it's taken him... Yeah, but that got you... Like that 30... Got you against a proper... But he's cost us more games than he's won us. <laughs> you know, it reminds me... Here's the thing, and, and you know, not to make this the, the Noodles show, but Noodles jumped onto Supercoach this week and went, Trent Merrin scored 100 points in Supercoach. Boom, and then put the emoji of 
wearing sunglasses, oh. like too cool for school emoji. He played me. I think I was up against Yeah, him. that's right. Yeah, he was bragging that he was taking down a massive... Yeah. Fucking massive, I had Lewis Brown on my massive day. whale. <laughs> um, but Trent Merrin, previously to that, had been scoring 30s. So, yeah, he got 100, but, you know, the, the eight rounds prior to that, he'd done absolutely nothing. And it's the same with... It's the same with Lewis Brown. I mean, he's done nothing for... He's cost them games. There's games where he's done nothing, and then he finally plays one decent game against Canberra, and all is forgiven. Well, no. I mean, I think you, you got to average. You got to average it out. I, it, I think you expect too much of Lewis Brown. No, no. <laughs> Believe me, no one could expect less from Lewis Brown than me. Uh. <laughs> Mate, I reckon Jackson Hastings and Lewis Brown came on at the same time. I, I'd expect more from Jackson Hastings running on the field with his little wheelchair friend mm. than I think that duo I would expect more from than <laughs> Hastings and Lewis Brown. Well, it's going to be more, but it's going to be sexual. <laughs> it's not going to necessarily be... It's going to be impact, but it's not necessarily going to be measured in the stat sheet. <laughs> it'll be like... It'll be making it'll be like... Meters, meters wheeled. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Can we go on to my next I'm done? Uh, okay. <laughs> the kangaroo selection process. Yeah. I'm fucking done. <laughs> Who's that one for? That's me. That's, That's me. Well, you. this is... Re- yeah, we did we touch on this last one? We, we t- oh, no, we touched no. on it while we were at the pub. At, at the, the pub. So, <laughs> Malmeninga's selection process, essentially, it feels like Rip Van Winkle has selected this team. Is, now, Van Vink, is that Vanilla Rice? <laughs> it's Rob Van Winkle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always got confused. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle is a little fella who fell asleep for 100 years okay. and then woke up. And I feel like Mal fell asleep in November 2016 and literally woke up last week. And they said, Mal, Mal, wake up, you've got a rep game. And he's going, oh, oh. And they go, quick, we need a team. And he's going, oh, fucking whoever I picked last time. <laughs> and... Because it's definitely not on form. Trent Merrin, laughable. Now, as it turns out, through injuries, through sheer luck of injuries, he's actually, I think, with the exception of maybe Jonathan Thurston, he's ended up with a better team. Yeah. Than he originally chose. Than he originally chose. That's just because Jake got. Aaron Woods, the plotter, is out. (laughs) Right. The captain. Captain. Captain plotting. Yeah. Policeman plod. Yeah. Um, him and his headband have taken a fucking backseat. Um, and Jake Travoyevich is man's side. Now, I'd be happy for Jake not to play, but I just don't fucking get it. I don't know how Trent Merrin gets picked. Well, Trent Merrin. What does he offer? And David Clemmer. What? what? <laughs> Take I, I can't even get. I can't even start with Trent Merrin. I can't even start with David Clemmer. Right? Because we've well, talked about him ad nauseum. Clemmer's in better form than than Merrin. Yeah. Lewis Brown is in better form than Trent Merrin. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Lewis Brown has contributed to a win. Yeah. Trent Merrin has not. So, Trent Merrin, he doesn't tackle hard. He doesn't run hard. He looks like the fat wheezy boy who needs his asthma puffer every time he does something. He gets up so fucking slowly. Jake Travojevic has never, 
And this is a hard stat. <laughs> has never missed a tackle in his entire life. He missed a couple against Barrett. Not only one. does he not miss tackles, he fucking hurts people with his tackles. Dylan Napper has not walked in a straight line for four weeks. <laughs> the police think he's drunk. Oh. He, he still has not got himself together after that win. After that bruising tackle. So... That, 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 that whole selection process. And, and then it became, it became farcical today when Mal Meninga's no dickhead policy was suddenly forgotten about because we've had injuries. So there's a little asterisk in there when it says no dickhead policy unless we have two injuries in that position. And then the no dickhead policy is all is forgiven and it's a redemption story. Andrew Fafita back into the Australian kangaroo side. Well, why? Well, what, what, what's he done? What's he done to suddenly elevate his no dickhead status? Has he done anything? I, I don't think he has. He's just done what he was doing last season, which I don't think he should have been dropped anyway. Yeah. But, but suddenly it's like no, no, no. He's not being picked. See, I've got. I'm, oh, I'm we've got it. We've got an injury. Oh, we got an injury. All right, Andrew, back you come. You're not a dickhead anymore. You're not a dickhead anymore. Also, you're not Tongan anymore because you were picked by the Tongan side. <laughs> that's, right. that's a bigger issue. <laughs> that's, that's that's the stranger. Oh, okay, issue. I'll just yeah. get there. Hang on, no, I was about to sing the Tongan national anthem. <laughs> you know, look at the Australian side though, with the no dickhead policy and yeah. who they've had in it. They've had Greg Bird. There's no bigger dickhead. Mm. Paul Gallen is is the biggest dickhead in rugby league at the moment. Mm. Now, well, I mean, a team, as we all know, the figurehead of a team is the captain. <laughs> Look no further. Yeah. When it comes to the no dickhead policy. Well, you, did you see that little dive he had? Now, I know Tigers fans are going nuts over it. I actually think it was a penalty. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say that he... But he dived. He mm. carries on like a dickhead. Mm. He's the most... He's, he's really, as a New South Welshman... Has a New South Wales captain ever been as hated as Paul Gallen or had as little success as Paul Gallen? Like, fuck off into retirement, please. I'm done. Well, if Laurie Daly. Well, him and Laurie Daly, uh, you know, they've got the same stats, and for some reason they're <laughs> hailed as New South Wales heroes. Now, if Laurie Daly chooses Paul Gallen, I'm done. Anyway, so there's a lot of origin I'm done. Mm. But. Let's look at the team. Remember, here's another one that people forget about. Remember when Darius Boyd and Thiday meant to, like, rape the chick in a toilet? No. Yeah, there's one. We'll run that past our lawyers before we put it in the podcast. But there was some random where they had a girl in the toilet. Right. Two, two Queensland, I believe, Broncos had a girl in the toilet. Wow. Uh... But they, they fall outside of the no dickhead policy. Yeah. So anyway, it's a. I'm done. I don't. It's going to be hard for us to watch Origin. I think <laughs> we're not going to watch rugby league. I don't anyway. think. I mean, maybe, maybe a free ticket <laughs> might sway us to go see the Sydney game. Big game too. Um, Shout outs to the NRL. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's about it for this week. Or have you got an eye done? Yeah. I think I'm done. All right. 
<laughs> Billy, not bringing anything to the podcast. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, that's about it for another week. Uh, we've got a we've got rep round. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm off overseas the following week, so we might do something for rep round, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, but if not, then we won't be back for another two weeks. So until that time, send in uh, send in your your I'm done's and, and hard stats. Hard stats. We're running out. We're we're, we're too lazy for for hard stats. Just come, come up. Just come to the Petersham Inn. Let's yeah. just have a get together. Boom. Yeah. Petersham Inn um, get together. All right. Well, until the next time, as we always say, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white, and may Akila Owate kiss you goodnight. Good night, Australia.
Mm, mm. To make sure it's yeah, yeah, we're all here, yeah, yeah. Can I get a hell yeah from Billy Buttons? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Motherfucker hair. Ooh, yeah. Now Billy. suck on my balls. <laughs> Billy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Billy Buttons not using headphones. I'm using headphones because I like to hear my voice. I sound so silky smooth. It's a motherfucking Billy the Kid and the Button Room. He likes the headphones <laughs> like a rusty trombones. I like Ooh, to suck yeah. on Martin Tapao's balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah.